1: Welcome! Hi, hey everyone. Hello, hi. Good
0: morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good wherever evening, you are. Wherever you are. <laughs> <world> today. <laughs> oh God! I'm not sure what's going on with me. I don't know if it's because it's suns <laughs> out. I'm feeling a little bit frisky. Oh my! Are you feeling? Are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> not frisky in the way that you would think, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh god i love it i love it i, just I love realize it. what i said there to other
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't get me started don't sarah no, i said no. to myself i'm like i'm gonna be so well behaved today um <laughs> today but the misbehavior the naughty is just always on that little bit on the edge
0: you can't help yourself i it's can't right. i cannot we accept you
1: <laughs> thank you sarah
0: wholeheartedly as oh you
1: thank you so much oh it's wonderful so, okay, so tell me more about this, like, springtime friskiness business that you're experiencing.
0: I don't know, I feel like I'm on the, I feel like I'm on the cusp of something, but I don't know what I'm on the cusp of. <gasps> oh, like an astrological yeah. something? I don't know, I don't know if it's just the spring, the sunshine, oh. the lovely weekend I've had, I don't know. Oh. I feel like there's something new, beginning that's going to be great, Oh, but I don't know what it is.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh. F- There's a twinkle in your eye and this this glow in your face that like, uh,
0: I'm believing it. I did have Mm. a beautiful, lovely um, pamper day yesterday. Went for some nice spa treatments and went out for a nice dinner afterwards. And yeah, went for a nice walk on Saturday. So I've done lots of um, replenishing things at the weekend. So maybe that's it.
1: Oh, lovely. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, actually, it was this signature one of the last days of winter in Toronto where the sun comes out and it's gorgeous and the entire city lands up on this one street to kind of just walk around, be seen and see, carry their lattes in their hands. Um, And as always, it's a very, very signature Canadian move is like most people are still in their winter jackets and hats and such. Mm. And there's always like one girl who's got that tiny skirt on (laughs) because, and she's the one like introducing or she's beckoning spring, right? She's like, come on. So she's, she's pulling... She's pulling um, a big one for everybody. So oh, she was absolutely. kind of like, and it was windy as shit yesterday. And so mm. she's walked toddling along and she's sort of self-consciously pulling her skirt down both out of like modesty as well as like just freezing her ass off. And I was like, you go girl, because without you, the, the summer will never come. So thank you for your sacrifice.
0: <laughs> we need that one token chili person to bring on the sunshine.
1: Oh, we need that 16 year old... <laughs> Who's like, oh, you know, March, March in uh, Toronto. Yeah, definitely time for the short skirt. (laughs) So cute. Love it. I used to be that girl and I still will be and am that girl. (laughs) Just not this season. Yes. Yes. So spring is uh,
0: in the air. Mm -hmm. Glad to hear.
1: So, all right. So uh, with this spring friskiness, do you have any frisky relationship news from the correspondence desk?
0: Well... Not quite frisky, but informative, shall we say. Okay, I can do that too. Okay. <laughs> all right, so this week's Love Desk is all about um, divorce. And um <laughs> so less frisky. <laughs> Although it depends what you're doing after you get divorced. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Sorry, everything is really funny You are funny setting me off
1: now. I know, I know, it's so funny. No, 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 you know what, listen, um, and we're not making light of, of hard things, but... But the thing is, humor is always important, even in our darkest times and especially through our darkest times. So I think Absolutely.
0: we're. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yes. OK, I- I'm ready. I'm So, ready. OK, we're ready. So there's been a study because we're like a little study on the old podcast mm-hmm. into um, just have a look at kind of divorce and more importantly, target in grey divorce. Oh. So grey divorce is um, is when you get divorced, when you're kind of in your later years in life, shall we say. So the study revealed that um, 69% of women who were over 50 did not go on to cohabit or remarry later on in life.
1: Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Okay. Whereas people who divorce younger are more likely to go on and have are another more relationship. to go
0: on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To, to live with somebody again. Oh. So it's not necessarily saying that they wouldn't have any sort of, um, any sort of, relationship or um you know companionship it's not saying that but it's specifically about whether they would move in with somebody or marry somebody again oh so interesting i suppose
1: you do reach an age where (laughs) wisdom unfortunately gets a little bit too strong um or your your just general wisdom and common sense start to um sort of outpace uh the uh wild romance i suppose
0: Hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, funny story I'll tell you so somebody that I know I won't kind of divulge too much about it but a connection shall we say they um so they got divorced and they were in their later life and their kids were kind of more grown up and he had met somebody else and they moved in together and within eight months 12 months he had moved back out again
1: (laughs) oh wow now moved back out Were they still in a relationship
0: or did they break up? So they stayed in a relationship, but he um, no longer stayed in her place. He physically moved everything back out again Uh after he'd moved in Yeah, yeah, and uh, got his own place. And they're still in a relationship today. This was like, I don't know, it must have been five, six years ago. And they're still in a relationship today. But for them, the kind of living together thing just wasn't going to work. So it kind of backs up the evidence a bit there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Anecdotally, yes, my mom, she um, she said that the one thing that might have saved that disastrous relationship is if they had townhouses. She was like, I could totally mm-hmm. live with your dad if we had separate places, somewhat sort of nearby. She's like, I could have totally done a mm-hmm. townhouse concept. Um, but yes, long story short, she has not cohabitated <laughs> with anybody, much less even go to coffee with another man, lest their genitals start bumping in the coffee shop. She was like, I'm not going to take any chances of any relationship happening ever again. <laughs> oh. Yeah, no, she's like, she loves her independence. She loves living by herself, yeah. uh, growing tomatoes and weed up on the top uh, floor of her <laughs> south-facing place in Vancouver. Yeah, she is like living the life. Yeah. There's no cohabitation that could beat <laughs> what she's got.
0: I think women are more likely to kind of, because it's funny this conversation came up at the beginning as well, around connections that women form and the mm. things that they do. So like we were saying, blokes would never s- just say to the mate you going on a spa day. Yeah. Um or even kind of do you want to go for coffee, do you want to go for brunch? Do you want to go for a nice long walk? It's just rare that blokes kind of um actually, you know, make that connection and do that. I'm not saying this is everybody. Mm. Um but you know a lot of people they might go and if they play a sport, that's when they're more likely to get together. Or mm um you know maybe kind of go and watch football down the pub whatever hmm. but just kind of like asking to meet up and hang out and it's just less likely but women like I would do almost anything with my girlfriends like hmm. one of my friends rang me up and said I'm going to I'm going to the t- the tip in the charity shop do you want to <laughs> on? and it sounds ludicrous but I was like yeah all right then I'll come and give you a hand and so you just go <laughs> and kind of like oh. it sounds ludicrous I get it um it's lovely. also makes me sound incredibly sad <laughs> but um you know it's just that kind of share you know women are more likely to share the load to help each other with stuff I just yeah
1: yes that's very very true that's very yeah. very true we like do things communally there is the joke mm. like women go to the bathroom together um yeah.
0: there's uh, a <laughs> there's actually a pub in Liverpool which is a I'm sure I've mentioned this on the podcast before but I no, again. I don't think so I started now where it's got two toilets within the same kind of store <gasps>
1: So that two girls can like sit there and gossip together? Yes,
0: yeah, so you can have a pee and you can have a chat. The oh same
1: my God, it's perfect. <laughs> having said that, I do have to say that there is a benefit to having separate stalls because like the thing of like, if there's no toilet paper and you have to ask the girl under the stall to do you a biggie yes. and pass you some toilet paper. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Having a door between you is not a bad thing either.
0: <laughs> yeah. What happens in the ladies lose?
1: In a ladies lose at the pub at two in the morning. Yes. <laughs> I remember those days. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um. Oh, that's lovely. Okay, well, yes, I suppose that will come out in future episodes of our, you know, we we keep looking at different angles of relationship from different perspectives. And um, mm-hmm. it is certainly beautiful to love your own company. And I think that more and more women, let's just say, enjoy their own company, or even enjoy the company of other women. Like, I have a plan to have a ladies commune in India when I get old with my gal friends, like, we're all going to kind of hang out, but not too close, because we'll piss each other off if we're too in <laughs> t- too much proximity. But, um, but so there's something beautiful about that. But there's also something about like, that we try to address, which is if you do want to take another shot at romance, like, you know, how do we address some of the fearfulness, the avoidance, the jadedness and start to see possibility yeah. again. So That's
0: just saying, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so
1: long, you're always in choice.
0: Wholeheartedly agree, my lovely. You and you are always in choice. Yeah,
1: okay. well, that was lovely. A nice warm up. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. So, let's hot topic.
1: Oh, yeah, let's go for it.
0: Today's hot topic. Recognizing strengths in your relationship.
1: yes. Yes, as opposed to recognising the weaknesses, which we tend to be a little biased on. <laughs> That's yeah, so true. Absolutely,
0: yeah.
1: yeah oh, yeah. recognising yeah, the strengths.
0: So it's interesting, isn't it, when you, if you ask somebody the question, kind of, what do you think your strengths are? Either your strengths or what do you think your partner's strengths are? Mm-hmm. What do you think your strengths are together? People really struggle to come up with the list. Yeah. If you ask somebody, um, you know, what do you think the challenges are in your relationship? Where do you think it is that you're kind of falling short? Oh, my oh, A word. litany. A litany. It's really, really easy to come up with a list of all the things that you don't Grievances. like that, yeah. you know, your partner kind of does that, you know, bugs the hell out of you. Or Somehow somebody they don't measure to up me. to
1: Sally's partner or Johnny's yeah. partner.
0: <laughs> <laughs> somebody once said to me, kind of, so, so tell us obviously we moved in together more recently everyone's super fascinated about how we're getting on and how mm-hmm. things are going mm-hmm. so they love to ask the question like you know particularly kind of my partner's friends because I think it's kind of boy humor thing so they love to ask kind of so what is it that he does that drives you nuts mm-hmm. what is it he does that you like you really don't like so my only retort was breathing oh <laughs> Oh, which clearly isn't true, because I do quite like him breathing. (laughs) Oh, lovely. How romantic. Uh. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I love that you refuse to put oxygen into the negative because that's where we all go. And you're like, yeah, let me tell you instead what makes me really happy about him. Yeah. What is a real positive and what's a positive about our relationship and a strength.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it
1: is so true.
0: Yeah, so this is such an important topic and it's something that I don't think we discuss enough, I don't think it's something we focus on enough and I don't think it's you know something that we really sit down and reflect and in, in that kind of self-reflection of, of understanding maybe what's happened in the last 24, 48 hours that we can see is a real strength then helps to fuel some of that recognition of future strengths hmm. as and when they come up and arise in the relationship.
1: Yep, 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 yep. It, Gosh, I'm still stuck on like, you know, if I'm asked, like, what are the strengths of your relationship? You know, it's so funny how we give just lackluster energy to thinking about positives and we'll always frame them in the negative of the negative of like, well, I'll think back to my last relationship. Okay, well, at least he picks up his socks. Um, At (laughs) least not
0: as bad as Barry was. (laughs) Yeah, that's,
1: you know, honestly, and and it's really sort of a half-hearted, well, I guess, but let me tell you. You know, and then it can often be like, but I really want them to change this. And I'm really disappointed mm-hmm. about how they're not like that. And um, I see my girlfriend and, and her partner is always doing, you know, buying flowers for her and, and kissing yeah. her out in public and putting her, yeah. you know, all the things, all the things. Yeah. Yeah. So when I coach and I present quite suddenly my clients with a blank slate, like tell me what's good, tell me what's possible, tell me what you dream about, and it's met mm-hmm. with this stunned like oh, I don't know, maybe I'll think about that. And I say, no, I, I'm going to challenge you to, to do this work now because you're always going to put this off because it feels mm. so hard. Yeah. So where do you start to think about the positives, the strengths in your relationship?
0: Well, I think the first thing is to really recognize that this is a challenge. And it's a challenge because we're naturally, um, we've got this negativity bias within us, which means we are programmed to look for the things that aren't working, the things that um, we you know potentially perceived as a danger or a threat to our kind of you know our self and our existence and the environment that we're in so we're naturally trained to look for that Mm -hmm. so we're Mm -hmm. on hyper alert for it so it's really important to understand that because it helps us to frame and give some context to the reason why Mm -hmm. it's quite tricky to focus on the strengths of your relationship
1: yes 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 yeah I like that It's important to understand the current that you're swimming up against. And it's a strong, strong negative current.
0: Yeah. So, you know, I would start like anything, any sort of change or um, pattern of behavior that you want to unpick and undo. It's always best to try and focus on some little small things that can help you to then kind of move forward. Um, We've talked before about um, habit stacking on the podcast. Mm. So Mm -hmm. how do we how do we connect a habit to another habit that we're already doing to give us this ability or kind of you know scope and hope that we can start to change a a pattern of behavior Mm -hmm. so if we want to start um focusing on some of the strengths in the relationship it could be quite nice to do a little mini morning reflection when you're making your cup of tea Mm. so starting to think about um although i'm sure i've mentioned a lot of mini reflections (laughs) well (laughs) having a cup of tea yeah so um now your cup of tea making is probably about twice as long as it used to be um but yeah but just thinking about Mm -hmm. kind of you know in the last 24 hours what are some of the things that have happened that have been a real strength Mm -hmm. um I think the other thing that's really important is to just start to point out some things to your partner when you notice them so we had a, a conversation yesterday where there was something I was struggling with we had a really like you know deep conversation about it and my partner really helped me with that and I woke up this morning and I just thought oh you know I'm so grateful that he helped me talk through something that I was finding challenging Mm. so I sent him a message to say like you Mm. know thanks so much for kind of being there for supporting me so that's like a classic instance where you know there's some real strength in the relationship because you're able to communicate with each other you're able to um, be vulnerable, open up, share some things that you're that you're finding a kind of bit of a challenge. You're then able to seek some solace from your partner, mm. and they've listened to you. They've kind of taken on board what you're saying, and then they've offered some kind of whether it's words of advice, encouragement, support, whatever it is, being your cheerleader, kind of all those things, lovely things that we talk about in the podcast. And there's a real then kind of moment of um, strength in that connection in that moment. Mm. And by being aware of it, so you've noticed that it's happened, Mm -hmm. by acknowledging it, and then saying thank you or sharing some of the observation back with your partner, we start to really get into a mindset of actively looking for the things that are positive and good and Mm. then sharing that back.
1: Oh, yes. Oh, actually, in in the spirit of gratitude, I, I, I witnessed something so beautiful on a call where I was speaking with a client and he said something like he was, he's running through some real issues at work and so forth. And then, um, he mentioned as an opportunity for the relationship, he said, look, I I really do. I love speaking with my wife around this because she is so Mm -hmm. smart. She is Mm -hmm. so incisive. She can understand sort of the nuances of the politics that I'm going through. She's got great advice. And he said, and actually it's a really great opportunity for us to bond like Mm -hmm. for, and, and also because they have a young kid. So it's like, um, We are able to step out of the minutia and the transactional elements of just like who's getting the diapers and, you know, kid needs to be fed on that sort of thing to have like a deep discussion about like navigating a promotion opportunity at work. And that's where you can reconnect on the things that you appreciated and desired about each other in the first place. So it was just such a win moment where where we were coaching around career and he mentioned gosh this is something I'd love to kind of I've I've been bouncing off my wife and it was kind of like a career and relationship coaching moment at the same time just beautiful so that was actually an acknowledgement of the strength of a relationship right there just laid it out love it
0: and it's for him to go back and share that acknowledgement with his wife isn't it to see ah um actually this came up during the session today and i just want to tell you how much i appreciate you because that's the other thing we often do is we tell other people the things that are good or the things that have happened but how often do we share those back with our partner to say yes kind of i really appreciated what you did there or that felt like a really beautiful lovely moment that we've shared and i'm just so grateful that Mm. i've got you and that we've got each other and um and every time we kind of solve some of these little challenges in life along the way or we kind of you know seek support and advice from a partner and as you say we're creating that that bond that moment of connection but we're also reaffirming the fact that we can trust each other Mm -hmm. and that gives some great weight and longevity to the relationship when you when you've got that and you can build that up Mm -hmm. even more over time Mm
1: -hmm. yeah yeah totally gosh man, I'm I'm going down like a an a real inquiry about trust and a and trust is so important. When it's fractured and broken, it is devastating. Um but yeah. building up trust comes in many different directions. It's not just
0: Absolutely
1: not sleeping with other people. It it is so it is so much. It's it's being there for when recognizing a moment when your partner really needs you and stop yeah. and being present and putting other things yeah. to second priority to make them your first priority, that's an incredible way to build trust.
0: Absolutely. Can I count on my partner? Can my partner count on me?
1: Yeah.
0: Mm, gosh.
1: Word totally getting behind this. <laughs> yeah, totally vibing with this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is just so important. Yeah. Mm. So, so yes. Okay. So we'll talk about habit stacking because that is important. We we use it all the time in coaching in terms of increasing the moments of recognition of the strengths of your relationship and swimming against that strong current of negative bias.
0: Yeah. So when we want to change a behavior, it's important that we set some sort of intention. We've got, you know, we've got something that we want to go after. We explore why that's important. Um, so you know what's the reason behind it? Why? Why is this important to me? And why is this important now? Mm-hmm. We look at some of the challenges. So, what is it that has gotten my way kind of previously? How have I not been able to achieve this? And then you want to put in some sort of accountability. So you want in there something that helps me stay accountable to my intention. Mm-hmm. So okay. if my intention is every day to recognize something. that's a strength in our relationship and to start to build on that and and kind of over time open up and discover more strengths or work on areas you know to make them become a strength so Mm -hmm. it's not the reason why we start from a strengths-based approach is because it's important to recognize that these things are possible Mm -hmm. rather than just if we focus all the time on the things that aren't going right it just seems like it's a mountain to climb But as we kind of, as we start to recognize strengths, we then start to kind of build upon them and we say, OK, what else might I want to kind of become a strength? So we start to set the intention to to look for strengths, to identify them, spot them, share them. If that's the beginning of it, then we kind of move on once we start to get that into a regular routine and rhythm. Mm then we we maybe kind of expand that and we say okay well maybe something that's not so much of a strength today but I'd like it to be more of a consistent strength mm-hmm. and it might be um might be showing respect to your partner as an example and then you kind of again you lay down the intention you um you work out exactly you know why it's important how are you going to get there and then that personal accountability bit is just how do I get it into my everyday rhythm everyday routine how do I know that I'm gonna kind of do it. So yeah. Um, you know, it's 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 setting yourself up for success. It's making sure you've kind of laid the groundwork. And the reason that we use habit stacking is because if something's already a habit and you're used to doing it, then it's really, really good to tack on something that you mm-hmm. want to change and introduce a new positive behavior.
1: Oh gosh, you've got it. And a lot of people who maybe in the first six months to two years of their relationship might be like I don't know what they're talking about. Me and my Mm -hmm. partner are special and different. I finally found the one. We have no problems. We are all strengths. And here's the things. Like, he like likes my favorite songs, and he comes and like picks me up after my night shift and waits for me and all this lovey-dovey stuff, right? And we're like, yeah, yeah, cool your your (laughs) cool your heels there, girl. Yes. You know, But this is actually speaking to the people whose sort of love-struck honeymoon phase has passed and we're no longer riding on oxytocin and dopamine, although oxytocin is something that beautiful gestures and positivity keep, that keeps um, being, being fueled even on the long term. But essentially, the, the dopamine hit of newness has worn off and you're now at a place where the, the negative bias has crept in. So just saying that unless you tend the garden, everybody will reach here in a relationship. No relationship yeah. is immune.
0: But this is the thing, right? If you're in a really fantastic place and you feel really buoyed up in your relationship, that's brilliant. And it, But it does become about maintenance. So how do I maintain this level? Yeah. Which is why it's still important to think about, okay, what are the strengths and how do I want to make sure that they carry on being a strength of ours? What effort do I need to put in? How do I need to kind of share that with my partner? How can I still recognize the effort that they're putting in mm-hmm. and make sure that we can maintain this connection in the same way? Well, and I think everybody like myself
1: who is looking at a second take at the long term relationship situation, mm-hmm. we are committed to saying, I'm not going to, oh, hopefully not. <laughs> Uh, Mm -hmm. repeat the mistakes of my past. And I'm going to now put things into active maintenance before they become a problem. I'm not going to wait for something to become a problem because I know that I'm going to start to take for granted my partner if I don't do the active work. Like we say in paddling against a strong headwind, if you ain't paddling forward, you're going backwards.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Everything can relate to being on the water. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh it's been too windy mm-hmm. actually in toronto to launch my paddleboard in the last couple in the last week and and so i'm feeling a little sad about that but anyways it's okay oh, momentary moment it will of,
0: soon be um, paddleboard season you'll still be out there
1: it will be but in the meantime i'm thinking paddling when i'm thinking about couples doing the work mm. putting in the hard effort put your paddle in the water kids every day <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah just keep paddling just keep paddling yeah
1: now, this is a, a controversial name. I'm going to throw it out there because I really appreciate his inputs on relationship. I'm going to say this. There have been some interviews that Jordan Peterson has done around marriage, um, around, you know, what is the success? What what are the keys to success, success around a relationship and some really hard topics? I have so appreciated it. And it talks about the hard daily work. So just saying, mm. yeah, yep. kind of becoming a fan there. Yeah. Just to get a little controversial on our podcast. <laughs> all right all right are we we? moving on to a question
0: let's take a question okay today's question i've been with my partner for nearly 10 years we have two young children together everything was going great until lockdown he then became really depressed and didn't seem to care and was generally very angry with life He started ignoring and avoiding me. We broke up a little while ago, but now we're back together and we're living back together again. He's had some help, but it not really kind of that great. We're barely speaking to each other and we get very annoyed and snappy with each other, which turns into an argument. He says he really cares about me, but I feel like he's only here for the kids. He says there's nothing wrong with our relationship and others are far worse than us, but I want more. We used to have so much fun and happiness. Is this relationship over or can we get back to where we were? Um, Gracious. Mm. <laughs> option C.
1: Sorry, I think I pulled that joke the last time, but I really do believe like option C. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. This is really interesting. There's a lot of stuff in this, hey? Like there's a lot yeah. of stuff that's getting you curious, isn't it? Yeah. And the there beautiful thing lot. about this question is that a lot of the limiting beliefs and a lot of the sort of the prisons of the mind are very apparent in just the way that this question is phrased and the, and the verbiage, which is, which I really appreciate. This person has been very honest writing in and, and I really like that. Mm. Mm -hmm. So where, yeah, where shall we begin? Oh, where shall we begin? Um, I am curious about, well, let's, in no particular order, let's start at the very end, this binary, like, are we doomed? Or will we get back to the rosy fields of our, the fields of gold and stings uh, song of our early years? And that's what gets me a little bit like, hmm, well, what if I were to say that neither, that what if I were to say that your happiest path might be neither? Yeah. So what do you, where, where do you stand? on uh, tackling this
0: it feels like there's a lot of like really heavy energy in the question for me and the whole situation feels like i can only imagine that the environment that they're in just doesn't feel that great and um there isn't any kind of certainty or um well certainly on the part of the person writing in it feels like they don't have any certainty they feel it feels like they um there's some frustration there mm-hmm. they really want things to be different they're just not and they don't know how to tackle it so that kind of real feeling of being stuck being trapped kind of all of that is coming up and that is um destructive energy it's hard work it's exhausting it really really kind of drains your energy levels um when we're in that situation mm. I think on the other side there seems to be a kind of almost an acceptance so they're at very different stages in terms of how they're viewing the relationship so for one person it feels very much like this is hard work this isn't what I signed up for um where's my joy and happiness um bring back the love please thank you very much on the other side it's kind of we're okay there's nothing wrong We're you know maybe the conversation is kind of look we've got two two young kids this is just life this is what everybody goes through so there's a the expectation or the needs and desires from the relationship or they're pitching at very different levels yeah
1: oh yeah yeah that is very very true what do you have to say about well again it's only perception because we're only speaking with one person what do you say about the the view of the partner at least how that's perceived to us is like we're fine this is fine um where do you think that is distorted that because i i there is an ostrich in the sand element there's this uh sort of coping with mediocrity or at least sort of explaining tolerance explaining it away Mm -hmm. um that is not entirely helpful either um but
0: maybe that's all they can deal with. So hmm. it's, it says that they've had kind of a bit of volatility in the relationship in terms of things, you know, turning into an argument, things escalating. Maybe part of that coping mechanism to, to step away from that is to say, look, do you know, we're, we're good, we're grand. Let's just hmm. focus on the things that we need to do. Let's focus on putting one foot in front of the other mm-hmm. without kind of raising to those levels of volatility again. I just want an even keel. I don't want to upset mm. that avocado. I don't want to start digging. Right now, I just want to keep motoring forward because that's the thing mm. that's going to keep me where I need to be and to stop us from, in their mind, kind of slipping back into some of those patterns.
1: Which may be fair. I think the mistake we make is that one person decides to tolerate and just sort of, as we talk about in energy leadership, that level three, tolerating and smoothing over. But that unilateral decision can really, really hurt the other person who doesn't understand sort of the, there's there's been no consensus building around that. Um, and the other person feels really invalidated. They're like, I'm not happy. Uh, we're not ho- how we were. I don't understand why we're not ho- how we are. Yeah. And I just see you kind of gaslighting me, <laughs> you know, because, and I, I get it that one person says, look, it's all I can do right now just to kind of keep the boat afloat. But gosh, wouldn't it be nice for these two to have a conversation so that one says, look, I, I mean, I understand you're unhappy. We're not optimal, but for now, this is all I can handle. I mean, that would be, that's something you can sink your teeth into if you're a yeah. partner hearing that.
0: Yeah, yeah. totally great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't argue with that yeah, one. Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So with the person, you know, we only have one person to work with here. So how do you m- handle their how do you validate their real hurt, frustration and um, increasing sense of like chaos and um, gosh, what to do, right? Like helplessness. I I hear helplessness. And how do you coach that sort of knowing what they might be reckoning with on the other side?
0: I think there's there's a, whenever we're in that space where things just feel like they're impossible and I feel like there's no hope and I feel like I can't move beyond this stage and I don't know where to go or what to do whenever we're in that kind of hopelessness stage it's really important to boost our own energy levels Mm. physically and metaphorically so we need to Mm -hmm. think about kind of how can I nourish myself how can I shift the focus away from this kind of Feeling of being trapped and um, like I've got nowhere to go. Hmm. How do I shift the focus away from there and focus on something that's going to be more nourishing to myself and to the relationship as well? Because hmm. we need to be in a place of kind of a real kind of strength of having a wider lens to be able to see things through. We need to be open hmm. to other possibilities and open to hearing some of the conversation that comes back when we start asking questions. Hmm. And I don't know that this person would be in that space, so I would imagine if you have a conversation now that conversation's very much gonna be kind of you know what are you gonna do to fix this relationship? You're not listening, you mm-hmm. you know you're not putting any effort in. I can imagine it's gonna be very accusational as opposed to, and it and no matter what comes back, so even if the other person's quite calm and just relays back their kind of how they're feeling and how they see the world. I can't imagine that that's going to fall on receptive ears. So we've got to be in a space where we can, where we've got kind of a certain level of calmness, of um, acceptance for where we are. We can't change it. Hmm. So I'm hearing a lot of frustration in here. I want to turn back the clock. Mm-hmm. I want to be back where we were, kind of five, ten years ago. I don't, I don't want to be here. I don't know how we got here, and I don't want to be here. I don't like it. I want you to hit rewind yeah. on this movie. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Like and yeah. that just is impossible. It is. It is. You don't stand in the same river twice, unfortunately. And fortunately. So we've got to be able to accept that this is the situation. This is the here and the now. And then we've got to be in a place where we're open enough to start asking some questions and to have some, provoke some conversations. But we've also got to be willing to hear what comes back. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Then often we're not, right? No.
1: No. And we pick the wrong times, right? Like, um, oh, totally, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Three paints in half a bottle of wine. let's hash it out now, shall we?
1: Oh, right. <laughs> or hashing it out around the, uh, an acute issue where something was yeah. just flared. I, I was just coaching somebody who, um, he noticed, he's like, I never, I never get to say my piece. You know, my oh, partner is yeah. always <laughs> able to rectify the record, but I'm not able to ever say but the choice of situation is when that other person is triggered and upset. So of course, they're not going to be open. Again, out of sight, out of mind. Usually when there's no conflict, we just just put things away, put our head back in the sand and just being transactional again. So this kind of conversation is worthy of a planned Sunday afternoon. There isn't an acute crisis or we're not acutely mad at each other. And we get to sort of zoom out with some Rules, right? Like you get to say your piece for a minute and then I get yeah. the talking stick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Some of the, uh, I guess, suppose that links up with the hot topic, which is uh it may be helpful here to pepper your perspective with a bit of like what's positive in a relationship and what are the strengths? Because, yeah. man, is this a time where you're thinking all negative,
0: Absolutely, <laughs> fatalistic. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've got um I've got a meditation track as well. I'll put a link in the uh, podcast notes. Oh, which yes. is all around kind of um, your love story, and the the meditation kind of guides you through kind of that that reminiscent and just going back to kind of why you fell in love, and it can be really yeah. helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, when we're trying to identify strengths, but also in this situation where we have kind of lost sight of who we are, mm-hmm. and we don't really know anymore, and we just feel like we're stuck in the kind of quadmire, then listening to this track can really help. i'll put a link in the show notes
1: got it sounds great oh yes (laughs) yes i'm feeling fired up (laughs)
0: She is ready to go.
1: It's like the old hair club for men, right? The guy used to come Mm. on TV and he was like, I'm not only the president, I'm a customer. And I can solidly say I'm not only a co-host of this podcast, but I'm also a (laughs) customer and audience member (laughs) of it. Good advice.
0: (laughs) Hey, aren't we all, my love? Aren't we all? Oh,
1: gracious. We are all students and teachers in this lifetime.
0: We certainly are.
1: Feels like we're getting into the philosophy nighttime hour. Which we keep threatening our listeners that we're going to do one day. One day. (laughs) By candlelight (laughs) with a bit of bourbon.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Man. All right. All right. Well, I think we've
1: had enough fun. (laughs) We have had enough fun. uh, In the springtime friskiness. Time
0: for me to fill my belly.
1: Oh, yes. You've got it. (laughs) All right. Well, may you uh, eat well tonight. Yes. And I will see you on the other side.